0: Odd Father Podcast with Chris Matthews and Pete Court.
1: Hi, this guy here is Chris. He used to be a research scientist in the field of molecular biology until, he reckons, God
0: told him he wanted him to look after a suburban church. And this is Pete, who used to be in commercial media until he became a novelist and started teaching people how to be highly creative. One thing we have in common, we've both met God. Yep, and we love people but we really love God, and we love being His children. But we both find being God's kids can be baffling. So, that's why we got together. Not to find the
1: answers, but to try and find the right questions. Good to see you again, Pete. Good and to good, to, good to be with you as well. Lucky to be in the studio on a beautiful day, and with the beautiful Sophie Gurry. How are you doing?
2: I'm great, thank you. Thank you for having me. Look,
1: it is wonderful to have you in here. We have wanted to get you in here for quite some time, mm-hmm. because um, Chris and I know very little, <laughs> and we we do like to surround ourselves with people who know what they're talking about now just for those of you who have not met Sophie, Sophie, everyone, everyone, Sophie. Okay, we've done the introductions. Brilliant. Um, you're, you're currently web guruing and doing all that sort of stuff, but your, your main, your sort of, your academic brain bending has mm. been around theology, ministry, teaching yes. people how to do that.
2: Yeah. Biblical studies mostly. Um, so how do we understand the Bible? One yeah. of my favorite topics.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: I'm having a little bit of break from teaching that at the moment, but it's mm. still where my brain goes. Yeah. Whenever I'm thinking.
1: Yeah. How how much, apropos of nothing, um, questions without notice, how often do you read the Bible?
2: Uh, That's an excellent question. I'm much better at it when I'm preparing for something than I am in my personal life, which is terrible. (sighs) But it's always been that way. I've always, like, when I'm preparing for something, I'll be um, reading it. Mm. But when I'm not feeling like reading it, there are always parts that I... Uh, will jump to. So like I'll always pick up the Gospel of Luke uh, or the Psalms um, and that's an easy read for me. Uh, but there are other parts that I'm like, mm, nah, <laughs> not on my it's day-to-day. <laughs> like, it's like oh,
1: I think I'll read my favourite Agatha Christie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. What about you, Chris? You, you do a lot of this standing in front
0: of people, you know, preach How How often do you actually read the Bible? Um, every day. Yeah. Um, but I don't have a regime, strangely mm-hmm. enough, uh, where I read set um, – Amounts or set passages. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I I have what I call a, a sort of a shower ministry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I get most of my best ideas in the shower. <laughs> oh, Me too. Oh. Uh, yes, all of my good
2: ideas from the shower.
0: Often that, that I use the shower to determine what I'm going to be reading.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, oh,
0: okay. Um, because I, I'll get in, mm. inspiration for ideas, and the biggest problem I have with inspiration for ideas is. Yeah, I know in the Bible it says this It says somewhere. something. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. And you have this great yeah. idea uh, and unfortunately what happens a lot of the time, you go and read it in the Bible and say, th- oh, no, it doesn't <laughs> say that yeah. at all. Uh, you have to come up with a new idea. I, I'm seeing,
1: and as, as a biblical studies mm. guru, um, Sophie, that perhaps there is a, a, a version, we need the waterproof Bible. Ooh. The shower Bible. I think, you know, yeah. it's the waterproof writing
0: I need to write down the write ideas write I <laughs> in the I think
2: that does exist. You can get pens that right write
1: underwater. Oh. Hmm. I must. Well, that's gone have absolutely be nowhere we might to. I have enough to. trouble remembering to brush my teeth <laughs> yeah. and writing things down. Okay, so none of us read the Bible enough. Um, but, uh, Sophie, one of the things mm. you started whilst you were teaching, uh, you and uh, Emma Beams, mm. Emma, was was Emma studenting with you? She was, yeah. She we was were also
2: th- living together, so it was a very unusual <laughs> – we were living together before she was my student. Right. Uh, then she came to study and, right. yeah, it all kind of exploded from there.
1: I guess she figured she was getting it all dumped on her at home anyway. I yeah, might as well get some right. – Yeah, that's right. So you guys started a podcast called mm. That's that's good from you. Yes, um, which is brilliant, and Thank I, you. Chris and I both listened to it. Found yes. it really, really encouraging. Mm. Um, I, I do notice that, and this is just to you know put this into its proper perspective. In the last few episodes, have been about self care and how to yes. deal with burnouts, which yes. explains why it's sort of slowed down a little. Yes, which is which is probably something I guess that you know is a totally different podcast to discuss altogether. Yep. What I want to do is to come back mm. and, and and ask you about. You mm. doing this podcast, doing all this Bible teaching, you know everything.
2: <laughs> Not true, fake news. This
1: podcast, the whole Odd Father thing is mm. that Chris and I really realize that we just don't know enough and we are mm. constantly going, I don't know. What don't you know?
2: Everything. <laughs> like literally everything. Mm. You asked me this question the other day and I was like, I. Like the answer to what I still don't know about who God is is mm. everything.
1: Well, what's the one? What's the mm-hmm. one that you that you're picking at? You know, you yep. know that thing yep. that like picks at the back of your brain. And you go, oh,
2: I wonder. You yes. Know that
1: what? What's there?
2: There's been one that's been kicking around the last week or so because I I watched <clears throat> the news and I feel injustices in the world very deeply. It's part of my personality, who I am. And I've just been seeing like the incredible harm that humans are able to inflict on one another, whether it's interpersonal, global in terms of war. Mm. And then you scale it down and you look at the church and the incredible amount of kind of pain and harm that people within the church are able to cause one another and people outside the church. And I look at that and I go, how are we God's plan A? Like. (laughs) Like, what is he thinking? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's unfathomable to me that God would look at the church in with the hurt its cause and, and the mess the world is in and say, you guys, the ones that are my plan A for the restoration mm. of creation. Like, what is that about? That's yeah. not what I would be doing if I was God.
1: And, and looking down, l- literally looking at Israel at the moment and going, yes, oh, my children, Israel. <sighs> Kids, yep. Yep. come on, what are you doing? Yep. So so what, what, where's that leading you? I mean, obviously we are a really dumb mm. plan A. And I, I love that way of putting it, <laughs> yes. God's useless plan A. Yep. Why? Why, do, why are we such a screw-up? I
2: mean, it's the story of human history really and I think the remarkable thing about God is that we are still his plan A. So it's both to me something that's entirely baffling and also mm. something that's so incredible about him that He could he sees everything And still says, yes, you're the ones that I want to include as part of my plan. And somehow I hold both of those things in tension and I go, it's not how I would have chosen to do things. Uh, But it does, I guess, spur me on to say, what does it look like for me to be a part of the church that is doing what God is calling us to and not getting involved in the harm and the silliness that the church yeah. can sometimes get involved yeah. in. And that's really hard um, mm. because I'm one person. But I guess my hope would be that talking to enough people and teaching enough people who are then going into churches in, in yeah. ministry that yeah. we would be able to kind of undo some of that.
1: that it's really interesting. I think probably that will resonate with you a bit, Chris, that you know the church is responsible for a lot of the harm that's happened over the years.
0: But yeah, I, uh, it's one of those mysteries. I I, yeah. I like where you're coming from, in the sense that you know you still sort of think this is a this is a really messed up Plan A. Mm.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> but if you think about the fact that God's Plan A has lasted two millennia, yeah. mm. and is still going strong, mm. you got to think perhaps He knows something that we don't. <laughs> of course, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and that in our brokenness is actually what is somehow the seed of the success yeah. of His Plan A. Oh that, wow, yeah, and which. I find actually very humbling. Mm. Uh, it's like, okay, because, you know, it, he doesn't care about my stuff it upper mm. um, <laughs> uh, Technical term there. Yeah. Um, I got that from uh, Sesame Street, Snuffleupagus. up <laughs> just a, an American up. version of that yeah. word. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, that, mm. uh, yeah, despite our, some would say, best efforts, worst efforts, mm. uh, his spirit mm. still quickens people to mm. keep his church alive mm. and his plan A.
1: Mm.
0: Mm. Uh, yeah, I like that. Very humbling. I think mm. what you both what you're
1: both talking about, and what you're touching on, I think is is really nice. You know, yeah, the church has done this, and we have to be we have mm-hmm. to deal with this brokenness. But, but I wonder whether, because you guys particularly uh, have lived, grown up, learned, taught in that church mm. environment, that you. Not, I was going to say that you guys, but but that we in churches miss the fact that it's not actually churches necessarily um, that are the problem. And, and as I say that, I think, okay, so, so see how this fits. Mm. Everybody is, is the screwed up plan yeah. A. Yep. Everybody is messed up. Churches claim to know why, so churches end up looking like the problem. Mm. Is that – Interesting. Is that possible? Because I think people, and we've talked about this before, we've had people send into the podcast questions going, I say, why does church say well, this is wrong and mm-hmm. the Bible says this and you guys don't believe, you know, all of that hypocrisy that seems to be what the church is all about. Mm-hmm. Um, is it just that everybody is that plan A but only the church has recognised that
0: perhaps? Possibly. I, th- I think it's the, um, the Jesus exclusivity factor. Uh, there is none. Uh, <laughs> Jesus doesn't exclude anybody. Yeah. yeah, And the sort of thing is if you're going to include messed up people, which is most of us, mm. then there's going to be some messed up things that happen. Mm. Mm. And I think the, the the thing that makes the church different from any other organisation that either tries to exclude messed up people mm-hmm. or tries to deal with that on a human level mm. is that it's the Spirit of God that stops us from uh, really destroying his his plan, hmm. um, and and in some ways, it, it's it's strengthening. I mean, I've I've seen lots of really discouraging, disappointing, painful situations in church, and yet going through them hasn't made me weaker. It's made me stronger, hmm. um, and hopefully, if that happens to enough people. The church will eventually change.
1: Mm. Mm.
0: Yeah. So, so just just quickly, if you're reading the Bible, mm. and and
1: oh look, here's someone who reads it a lot. Mm. Hi, Sophie. <laughs> ha, what what does that say about our brokenness and the fact that mm. plan A is plan A is just ridiculous? Come on, you know.
2: <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, one of the things that I have been teaching is uh, the Bible from start to finish in a semester, which is a pretty difficult <laughs> thing to do, um, Genesis to revelation in thirteen weeks, and in that we look at you know God's initial plan of um, you know setting up the garden and and work our way through to revelation and the beautiful thing and the beautiful message of the Bible is that God chooses. The broken people to be a part of his plan. He chooses his son to step down into that brokenness to bring about the reconciliation and, and redemption of all things. He doesn't keep his son, his only son from the brokenness. He, he puts him into it. And so it's the message of the Bible. Um, and somehow it still baffles me that that's the way that God's chosen to do things.
1: Yeah. I, th- I think too, uh, we were talking a while ago about, about God being the king and how that's something that we find problematic culturally. Mm. It doesn't mm. work with Australia in the 21st century. We don't have a king or the one that we do is a bit of a deal, however you look at mm. it. Um, and, and I think, yeah, this plan A, like you say, this is not what plan A was meant to be. Mm. So you're saying like plan A was meant to be the garden, mm. the garden of being mm. with, with us in in the garden with God. Yes. And therefore God is not the king. God is the gardener. Mm. And I wonder if that's that feels mm. like a nice way of, of looking at it.
0: Plus, mm-hmm. I think there's a bit of a problem with the way that we talk about Plan A. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as somebody says Plan A, I automatically think Stephen Covey. Why? You know, One hundred habits of successful people. Or whatever, oh, okay. What? Oh, okay. Of... <laughs> We're both looking at. I'm you. like what? What? Self help. Oh, <laughs> okay. uh, uh, self-help mm. oh exactly. right, right, type <clears throat> guru. Yeah, uh, Stephen Covey. Right. Um, and it's this whole idea that we can regiment our lives and regiment our Mm. habits to form a plan which is structured, rigid, um, Mm. has a beginning Mm. and an end. I mean, the Mm -hmm. the thing that that I I guess most blew me away when I actually started studying the Bible a little deeper is the Bible is not a linear book at all. Mm. You know, Genesis isn't the beginning and Revelation the end. They're actually bookends of Mm. something that that travels in cycles, mm. and the centre of it is actually Jesus, mm. um, and that, th- that the Bible has been cleverly mastered in mm. that way to mm. to bring uh, nuances that don't fit into seven highly yes. effective habits of of people mm. or whatever. It's there's there's nuances and and all sorts of stuff mm. that just can't be put into. Plans the way I think that mm. we as Western, yeah, um, yeah. people think of yeah. plans.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't like nuance. So uh, <laughs> I, I want to. <laughs> I think his music's great. <laughs> I like his early stuff. So um, I have a question mm. that is a curly one. Mm. Right. So question to end with. Right. Mm. So for your question for us today was was what, how can this be God's plan, A? Mm. Honestly, I mean, look at it. Mm. Um, and we have looked at it and we do look at it. And mm. people around the world throughout history look at the world and they look at God and they go, you say that, but mm. what does it look like from God's point of view?
2: Mm. I, I think that there would be things that he would look at uh, in, in the church and then in the world more broadly and be grieved over and calls us to be grieved about as well. You can't look at the things that have happened in human history both in and outside the church and, and not think that God grieves over the hurt and pain of his people. And yeah. yet somehow mm. – and does does God hope? I don't know. That's a, that's a thing that we, we do and we have is hope. But I still think there's a hopeful element to it. Like he hasn't given up on us as being a part of mm. his restoration plan for the world and that's quite an incredible – thing and an absolute privilege
1: it's so hard not putting human emotion and feeling and 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 we've talked about this before being stuck in linear time Mm -hmm. you know that we're going along one day at Mm -hmm. a time and god's looking at it from the outside god's looking at he knows what happens and all that Mm -hmm. sort of stuff so it's really hard for us to see that which Mm -hmm. is why i think it's such an important question what do you you, chris what what do you think god's looking at what's Uh, he seeing
0: um i don't know um but (laughs) Uh, uh, One thing that might be an interesting way of looking at it, and and I usually would like to think that God would come at things from the positive, (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. but uh, imagine if he looks at it this way. Rather than developing a plan A, which was going to be wildly successful, what if he developed a plan A that no matter what happened would just never fail?
2: Mm. I like that. Mm. Mic drop moment.
0: Yeah. Well, just
1: something you mentioned just a second ago, you said, um, Sophie, you said, you know, that God's looking at the church and he's looking at the the not church. Do you reckon when God, when God looks at us, God constantly looking at us Mm. as is walking with us, is there a difference for him Mm. between the church and the not church? Is there a difference between how God deals with, speaks with, wants to walk with people who are in a church, people who are in a badly broken church, people who are in a loving, caring church, and people who are not? Is there there a difference in God between, say, the head of a church and a drug addict on the street? Hmm. Hmm.
2: Not in his love and compassion, for them, Like, mm. no way. Um, and his, his invitation for them is exactly the same. But if you read through Paul's letters, particularly, you know, New Testament, there does seem to be a higher bar that people who are called into ministry are held to. And so is God's love and compassion and grace for his, any person different? No. Is there something that people who are in ministry are specifically called to? Yes.
1: Yeah. And, and a way, mm. interesting, yeah, that's we, we've actually spoken about this before, about how, you know, does your does your life get easier when you become a Christian? No, it gets harder. Yes. Uh, and I think, in, as you mentioned that, the metaphor that strikes me is the coach's son in mm. the footy team. Mm. You know, you're expected mm. to be good when you're the coach's son. In mm. fact, you have to be better. Mm. And, I, and I wonder, yeah, maybe mm. that's what it is. It doesn't yep. work with the pastor's son. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Isn't it what they say about like mechanics, mechanics, cars, and pastors, kids? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> the worst. Excellent. And Sophie. if my kids
0: are listening to this, I do apologise. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I meant my other, other kids. Yeah. Sophie, thank you for that. Next time, mm. I want to pick your brain about something that has really thrown both of us. All right. right.
0: So, what do you reckon? We'd love to hear what your questions might be and what sort of answers you came up with. So you can email us, podcast at
1: theodfather.net or you can jump onto the web, theoddfather.net and check all the socials there
0: and we'll talk to you then. Thanks for your time and keep asking those questions.